I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 231 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I am doing good. It is hot. It is humid here to the point where we have to be like fucking creative with how to deal with the humidity. So there's this like, there's like two buckets in my room. And or in, in Carlos and I's room. Sorry, I am very selfish, very selfish. And there's like holes in the second bucket, and then it's on top of the first bucket. And then there's like this like ionized salt or not salt, but something to like keep the humidity low. Is like a home remedy dehumidifier. Yes, because we're cheap. Okay, fuck. I have humidifier from back when my apartment flooded. My dad bought one, so now I have that. It's fair. Like, those things fucking work. Yeah, we would get one, but we don't like using our AC because it gets expensive. And, you know, utilities, like, you know, you use everything here. Then it, like, piles up, especially during the summer because in California, um, specifically, um, I think the county that I live in, uh, your AC like if you use it the price like about triples because it's like hot and it's a danger to possible fires i mean i just got a text message from my dad right now saying that there's a fire where he is so everything's expensive the star wars story <laughs> dehumidifiers run fairly like they're not like aircon like levels of electricity like when I when even when I was running mine twenty four seven, like after the flood happened, like I it was like maybe a couple bucks higher than it would have been normally. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean we have an AC unit in our bedroom because our our place is old as shit. I'm I'm thinking like this was built in like the seventies or something, <clears throat> because the AC unit is one of those where it's like attached to the wall in. Um, it's very old and like the AC only gets to like the living room and that's it. it does not reach the bedroom. So it's useless to keep it on because where's it going? So we had to get one for the bedroom and that has a dehumidifier in it, but it, it doesn't really work as well. Like it, it makes it warm 
in here. Like it takes the humidity up, but then it's warm. So mm, yeah. Yeah. Huh. But how are you? What's what's going on? Um I don't know. Um I mean that much going on. I've been I don't know, kinda not great lately. And I'm trying to remind myself that like getting over shit is not just like a one, you know, one way direction. And you go backwards sometimes. So it's sort of not been like, it's not been like one step forward, two steps back, but it has been maybe like one step forward, half a step back where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like I was, you know, like two or three months ago, which you would just know, just like being my friend and talking to me, like I'm much better than I was a couple of months ago, but I'm not as good as it was like three weeks ago either. And I'm trying, I'm trying to remind myself that that's normal. And it's hard to determine what's normal or not, especially when you're in that like deep, like sadness or deep kind of just remembering events or like the brain's a really stupid thing sometimes because it likes to remind you that shitty things happened. But then it also, it doesn't remind you that, hey, look at all this great shit that has happened since. It's it's just it's stupid and it's it's frustrating because it's like all you want to do is just sulk and be sad because it was a really fucking sad thing that you went through. But also, like, you have all these shiny new toys, you know, fancy yeah. new things. You have a moth or a grandma Tarkin head, you <laughs> I know, do look like Moff Tarkin head. But it's always like I think the fact that like. It gets because it's a dumb thing that I don't know. Maybe all brains do this, but my brain especially does this. But like the fact that like things in my personal life that are a lot better have made me think about the bad stuff a lot more. Yeah, it's it's weird because it could be like, wow, all this stuff happened, but then your brain's like, hey, but you remember when this was shitty? Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 kind of. I don't know. It's kind of stupid. I'm sorry that your brain does that because you should be celebrating that your life is so much better now and that you're going through all these things right now that you weren't going through, you know, a couple months, possible years ago. So uh, that's hard. I'm sorry that you're going through that. That just makes you want to like punch a bunch of walls. And (laughs) yeah. It is sort of like, I don't like where I'm just like, do I know how to be in a relationship that isn't? horrible (laughs) i hope i do but fuck man it's definitely a weird transition from going from something like crazy stupid to something like calm and normal like normal season like i literally don't know how to deal with it like like and it's and, and partially it is you know like looking back but it also even at the time like a relationship where i was always walking on eggshells and it's i don't know it's just it's it's strange yeah especially when you kind of try 
you know, because I, I, that's what I would do is I would try to be like, oh, like maybe this could be wrong or maybe like, you know, this is weird. He doesn't have a Facebook, you know, or something. And it's like, these things are perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah. Like this person is perfectly yeah. normal and they treat me with respect. That's so nice. I don't have to walk on yeah. eggshells. Like it's, it's one of those things where you don't realize how good it is until, I don't know, like someone tells you or, you know, you kind of have this like out of body experience that like everything in my life is going how 15 year old me has always wanted, hmm. you know, like you've always wanted to find that person that either gets you or someone that adds like this sort of ease and calmness and but happiness and joy into your life like it's like a teeter-totter of like happiness joy and comfort enjoyment but also like peace peace is something that is really hard to find and once you have it like it's something that you can't describe well the other thing is and like there was a book I had that my friend recommended to me on um, um, like uh, getting out of relationships with um, narcissists and specifically like narcissistic abuse and like the one of the things I I really like made me stop short when I was reading it is it was talking about like the, the intensity of that kind of relationship and like when I was reading it I'm like oh yeah even even that stuff I thought was super positive and good was just like so unhealthy in terms of like this kind of like super intense codependent love bombing shit that was going on. Makes me so sad every time I hear like stuff about it. Cause then it's like, I go back and think I'm like, do you remember the time when someone did something really bad and I could have killed them, but I didn't. And I live with regret. Don't take me to certain places or I will commit murder. You know, like just, I get mad. It's not like I was, you know, completely forthcoming with all of the bad shit either because I couldn't even process all of the bad shit. Well, all that matters now is that you're here and, you know, you're still processing everything, which is completely normal. And, you know, I think that, you know, I just, we have to remind, not remind you, like just, uh, like just express like how happy we are and I am for you that you got through that. You're here now and, you know, you're still having bad, rough times, but that doesn't mean that all of it is all everything you're going. I don't know. But (laughs) what I'm trying to say is that I'm happy for you. You're in a good spot and, you know, that shit's hard. So give yourself time to process still because that's something that you're is going to be in your brain for until your brain decides I'm going to focus on Paul Hollywood on this season (laughs) of fake off, you know? Oh, I got it. No, I have to remind me after the podcast, I got to tell you about a dream I had about stupid fucking jackass. Cause it's, it's kind of funny, but also not something I should talk about on the show because it, it's weird because it's not like, it's a thing where 
You know, like when you have a dream that somebody did something shitty and you wake up mad at them. And I'm not even like, it wasn't even like I woke, but there was another person that we know involved in this dream. And it's not even that I woke up mad about them, but I'm like, oh man, is my subconscious like mad at them? Like, is that why I dreamed about them in this scenario? So I won't mention it on the pod, but we'll talk about it afterwards. I know it's like these recurring dreams I have where like I forget I'm in a relationship and like I do something with someone and then I'm reminded I'm like oh wait because sometimes like dream Britney is not Britney now and then sometimes I realize wait dream Britney is Britney now and then like I'm like finding Carlos because I'm accident I'm telling him that I accidentally cheated on him. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> yeah it's not done purposely like I swear like I forgot like dream Britney didn't realize that it was Britney now so this is probably like 2017 2016 Britney like I feel like my dreams are stuck in 2016 slash 17 which is like fucking horrible because it was before I I got here in this community and I feel like I've evolved as a human being because of my experience here in this community so I don't know it's weird dreams are weird I don't like them fuck them You're doing okay? Yeah, I don't know. Just hot. That's hot. You know, just going through shit too. You know, shit comes in waves, you know. Just, I don't know. Triggers or just, yeah. Yeah, shit get, gets rough so sometimes. Yeah. My brain is my worst enemy. I feel like a lot of people can say that sometimes, like, your brain likes to just forget that, like, good things are going on, and then they focus on the bad, and then the bad's really bad. The bad's bad. But then, like, it's not. So, I just have to deal with that. That's a lifelong thing, but it's fine. It's totally fine. Wee. Yes. I am excited, though, that... There's a lot of events coming up soon. I know Comic-Con is not this week, but next. And uh, D23 Expo is in the beginning of September. So those are things I'm starting to look forward to. I know I'm not going to Comic-Con. I've never been to a Comic-Con, even though I am now just a couple miles from a Comic-Con. But I like to go just downtown and hang out, see who's down there, and just hang out with nerds. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was checking my Google Calendar because the um, the woman I got, I want to get my tattoo from got back to me with a couple of dates, and I was checking and I realized I had never deleted the Anaheim celebration from August. So my event, like I'm just staring at my calendar, going, "What the fuck is this?" And then I remembered, "Oh yeah, it got moved." <laughs> but for just a couple of seconds, I'm like, I was just looking and going. Okay, I know this is wrong, but I also don't understand why it's here. God, what a weird... I wonder how many more people would have been able to go if it was in August. I mean, at least a few of our friends would have. I'm also thinking about how fucking absolutely brutally hot it would be. You know, it would be bad, but not terrible bad. I think at the least it would be like high 90s yeah no fuck that shit that's not happening i know i'm blessed to live close to the coast so 
temperatures here like aren't like terrible at my parents it's like a 10 degree difference so it could be like high 70s here and my parents like 90 and i'm like fuck no i'm not going over there and then like they don't like turn on the ac either because like they're the same way where like they don't want to spend money so it just it's like hot and then it gets to the point sometimes where you go outside and it's cooler inside the house like i fucking hate that so obviously there is like no fucking star wars news to talk about um that one show started shooting Star Wars Jude Law. Oh yeah, I'm thinking starring Jude Law. They're gonna de-age Jude Law into a child. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be terrifying. That's my head canon, is that it's child <laughs> Jude Law and it's like Stranger Things and everyone's de-aged for some reason. We just yeah, I don't I feeling like I'm not gonna like that show particularly. Maybe Jude Law will reprise his role as Mr. Napkinhead from The Holiday, and everyone will be happy because everyone loves Mr. Napkinhead. I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, I know that a movie exists called The Holiday, and I vaguely know what it is, but I've never seen it. It's the perfect rom-com. Let me tell you, like, I'm not the biggest rom-com person, but The Holiday, I have such a sweet spot for that one because it's just it's so silly. Like the premise is, is, you know, two girls just got out of shitty relationships. One of them lives in L.A. One of them lives in the U.K. And they like switch places for like during Christmas because they're like, I don't want to spend Christmas here. So, you know, so they both fly to different places and experience life in a different place and do fun things, see fun people. And Jude Law's in it. and He's fucking adorable. But. It's really good. I recommend it. And Cameron Diaz is in it too. Jack Black. Um, Kate Winslet. It's a good cast. Judical is one of those people who I feel like when he's good, he's very, very good. But most of the time he is exceedingly mediocre. I know. I feel like he was kind of mediocre in, Miss Mar- or in Captain Marvel. I feel like he is miscast in in Marvel. Like he's just like it doesn't it doesn't work. Which, but like normally that's the kind of thing I think he's good at is like sleazy jackass. I mean the the movie I think he I mean he's so fucking good in um, talented Mr. Ripley with um Matt Damon. He's like awesome in that movie. He's like good in Gattaca. Like he can be really really good, but. I if he's like, I mean, well, look, we don't know anything about Skeletor yet, like except the fact that Jude Law's in it, which makes it seem like Jude Law is going to be like the nice, like adult mentor character, which is not a Jude Law part. I think he's a child. I really want to put Bunny <laughs> down that he's a CGI child. Oh my god, that'd be incredible. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do with that. But maybe they'll give us some information at Comic-Con or, or the D23 Expo. Because I know that they're having like a panel specifically for Star Wars and Marvel. Which makes me excited. But also like my fucking badges haven't shipped yet. And the event's like two months away. So I, uh, we'll see. I mean, we didn't get our Star Wars badges two months ahead of time. 
Yeah, but Rusty got his. Okay. And I sent mine to the same address, and he got his like four weeks ago. Hmm. They're probably through different shippers. Probably. Yeah, That's what honest, I keep telling yeah. myself. They just, you know, it well, might be different batches. Or I'm hoping that they're my tickets and he just hasn't opened it yet, thinking, oh, they're for me. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a Star Wars show. I'll watch at least the first episode. Something you should watch, though, when it gets on Disney Plus or possibly in the theaters is Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> See, you say that. However, everything else I have heard has been the exact fucking opposite of that. Emily, it's fucking good. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies now. <laughs> okay. And coming from me, like, I that should intrigue you because I came into this not knowing if I would like it because I didn't really like Ragnarok. So, see, this, I love Ragnarok. Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie. This spoke to me. This was really good. All the the scenes, the acting, the funny moments. Like, you need to go into it like you're watching a comedy. I mean, that's what I like about Ragnarok. I just I've had too many people be like, the comedy in this movie fucking sucks shit. I thought it was really good. It was really good. Everything was great. Fucking Korg was amazing. I do like Korg. Uh, there was minimal Chris Pratt, so you will be happy about that. I mean, I would be happy with zero Chris Pratt. Maybe there's like a no Chris Pratt edit, so just to you like can replace, just start just to the like movie. CGI him out and put in a potato. Oh, I was thinking like hmm, something more likable than a potato um what are you talking about what is more likable than a potato you can make french fries you can make mashed potatoes you can make baked potatoes i'm thinking of fish and chips you can make baked potatoes and put like cheese and bacon on it so for your fish and chips do you prefer the chip to be crunchy or like potato wedgie or like what is the what is the correct chip to have with your fish generally i am a thin crispy french fry person but i feel like fish and chips i want a more substantial pillowy chip that's interesting like i don't want it like i don't want it to be like it shouldn't be wedges in terms of being like like a spiced potato wedge but it should be thicker and have like a really good, like soft potatoy inside. I still want some. I still yeah, want some like... crispiness on there, but not as crisp as I would have like if I were making fries to go with a burger. Like crisp on the outside, but as you open her up, she's just nice and pillowy, and you can fall asleep on her. Yeah, and so like more yeah. of a like a higher soft potatoy to crispiness ratio than I would normally have. That makes sense. Because, like, my favorite fries in the world were at the Spotted Pig, which is a place that is very bad because um, 
there was some bad shit going on there in terms of their owner, like chefs being a piece of shit and sexually harassing a lot of the staff. So no good. But they had one, they had one of the best burgers in New York City. And they had these fries and they were like super, super thin, super crispy fries. And when they would drop them in the fryer, they dropped them in the fryer with sliced up garlic in the basket. And so you would get, oh my God, like a bowl full of fries that are tiny and crispy and thin. And would you would occasionally get like a piece of fried garlic and they had like rosemary and shit on them and they were super salty and good. And you would get it with this amazing fucking blue cheeseburger they had. God damn. Why do people have to be assholes and ruin delicious chips? I think it's much worse when someone's an asshole in the food industry versus like movie industry because food is forever. Explain. Food is something you can go to forever. Movies, you can forget about movies, but you can't forget about amazing dining experiences, especially specific dining experiences. I mean, movies are definitely more, I would say movies are more forever, but food is more reoccurring. Food for me is forever like, yeah. because I need it to live. Well, yeah, but like, but that's what I mean. Like, food is more like, but but like, a movie exists forever. It's gonna exist forever, and you could watch it a billion times. But like, food you could keep going back to. Whereas a lot of movies are just gonna watch once, even if they continue to exist. That's true. And now I'm thinking about the best French fries I've ever had, which was at this little German restaurant where they would um, grease the french fries and duck fat oh fuck amazing and they had like different sauces with it i can't remember the sauces they had but one of them was like really garlicky and it paired really well with the duck fat fries those and they're they were perfect fries too like my type of fry is just crispy all around like it it just a little bit of pillowy because i don't want to feel like I'm chewing into a soft potato. Like, mm-hmm. I don't deal with that shit. Like, there's this really good burger chain here in San Diego called Hodad's. And everything about it is fantastic except for their stupid potato wedge fries. Fuck their fries because it literally feels like you could, like, lay down on this French fry. And you shouldn't feel like you have to lay down on a French fry. Like, you should want to tear it apart and lay down inside of it. You need the crispiness but then it's like big too. Like I don't like a potato. I don't even like potato wedges. Like a potato wedge is like bigger than like two of my fingers. Then you're having a problem. Yeah, I I like wedges. Like very occasionally, I want a potato wedge. Mostly, I just want fries. And I'm specific too. Like with onion rings, the best onion rings I've ever had were uh, made with pancake batter. See, that sounds good. You need, like... Look, I need, like, a beer batter. Don't give me those shitty, like, breaded... Bread crumb onion rings. Those can fucking die in a fire. I need, like, beer batter... Where, like, there's, like, three times as much batter as there is onion... Onion rings. I know, so underrated just say nice because i agree i'm not really a bread crummy 
onion ring person because then they get like greasy and soggy. I'm telling you, these pancake battered ones, they stay good for a while. You can like pop them in the air fryer or something and they're back to normal. Like congratulations, you brought this beautiful thing back to life. That's good. Man. So I've been trying to narrow down the list of like fancy restaurants in London to so I can pick the one for the fancy splurge night I want to do. But instead of narrowing it down, I've been adding more to my list. It's a problem. I have too many choices. Well, whatever ones you don't pick, I'll look at so I can bother Carlos and be like, let's go somewhere fancy. And he'll be like, why? But then he'll eat it and he'll be happy because we both love to splurge on food, Mm. but rarely. Like we are food connoisseurs and food appreciation people. Like I know there's amazing, super expensive places I could go to in New York. Like I could to like, I mean, I couldn't, but theoretically, if I'm doing it in London, I could, I could go to per se. I could go to 11 Madison Park, like, but there's something about doing it in my hometown where I'm like, I can't spend 200 fucking dollars on a dinner. But if I'm on vacation, <laughs> then it's a, like a once in a lifetime thing. I'm like, well, while I'm over here, I could go to, I could go to Claire Smith's place and spend 200 bucks on a tasting menu. I do want to do a tasting menu. Cause I feel like that is, although pricey, that I get to try like eight things. And that's what I like is trying a bunch of different shit. If I'm only going to go to a place once. I like going to a place and feeling like I got like the correct amount of food for the money I'm spending. And the, the greater the food, the more money I spend. Like I kind of want that to like kind of be in the median range. Like I don't want to like have a little spoon of caviar and that cost me half of my rent. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. But I'm intrigued. I know everyone keeps asking me about London plans and I'm thinking it's not till a year from now. I don't want to think about planning something when I obsess over planning, but I keep having people tell me like, go here, go to Liverpool, go eat this don't go here. I'm I'm now I'm just trying to think of like the things I'm not interested in all. Like I'm not interested in the London Eye. Like Ferris wheels Mm-mm. do fucking nothing for me. I already go to Vegas enough and I see that giant Ferris wheel thing. And I, it just is crazy. Like I would not spend more than $5 to go on a Ferris wheel. And sometimes like those are just so expensive. Like the one in Vegas is like 30 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend money to go somewhere that has me really high up in the sky and could possibly kill me. (laughs) But I'll do several other things like go to Disneyland and go on rides that could possibly kill me or go on airplanes that could possibly kill me. And I pay for more money than that. cars that could possibly kill you. Yeah. I, I choose wisely what will and won't kill me. And for some reason, I believe that a giant Ferris wheel in London will kill me. Hmm. I just have no, yeah. That's not one that I'm particularly interested in. Yeah, I I don't know. I'll have to look look more into like what I want to do, where I want to go, what little packages I want to get if I want to do like a, you know, a day trip somewhere or 
Maybe like a group of us could go somewhere. I know I want to go to a shitty London theme park. Yes. Because I need to judge it like I'm going to a Disney park. And I want <laughs> yeah. everyone there to hear me judge the living shit. <laughs> Let's not ruin other people's days. No, it's not ruining other people's days. Because people will be interested in what I think. People... Yeah, okay. People we are friends with, maybe. Let's not, oh, yeah. Let's I'm not, not going to go up let's to not, a random person. Let's not, like, be doing it loudly enough to ruin, like, the six-year-old t- ten feet away from you waiting for the ride today. But I could tell the six-year-old, hey, it gets better. It gets fucking better. You go to California, you go to Disneyland, your mind's going to be fucking blown. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be respectful as fuck to children. But people around me, I'm going to ruin their... No, I'm kidding. Um, Here's the thing, though. I want to go to a shitty theme. I don't want to go to a fine or mediocre theme park. I want to go to a shitty theme park. I want to go to a theme park where they have, like, the stupidest fucking mascot. Yes, I want a terrible mascot. I want, I want a terrible ride dedicated to the mascot. Yeah, I want I want a ride that okay, I know we just talked about the London Eye and how you don't want to die at Ferris wheel. I want a ride that when you look at you could go, well that might kill us. Run run by somebody who does not give a shit about your safety. And it's like preferably smoking a cigarette. And then I'm back at the Delmar Fair. <laughs> yes, this is what I want. I want shitty, terrifying fair rides. Oh my god, I should have taken you to the Delmar Fair here. That's all what they bring in these rides. I don't even know where they get them from, but they put them here for like a month. Like there's a big Ferris wheel, there's a couple of roller coasters, there's like a splash mountain wannabe ride. And I'm thinking like I can't believe people ride this shit. I mean, I used to when I was a kid, of course. But now, like, I'm even thinking of when Carlos and I have kids, like, not telling them as kids that the fair doesn't exist. Um, yeah. Because I do not want them on those rides. Here's what I really, here's what I want more than anything else, though. Terrifying, rundown animatronics. My- Where, like, they barely move. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, patches of, like, fur mo- missing. I there is like I am obsessed with shitty like terrible animatronics shit. I it is my jam. That fucking Nick Cage movie where he's like fighting demonic animatronics is incredible. Like that's what I want. I want animatronics where you look at and you go, yeah, that's probably come at night at people at come alive at night and kill people. That's what I want. I want to feel the fear that I felt when I thought that animatronic Abe Lincoln was going to fall out of his chair because of how fucking old he was. <laughs> I had a heart attack at 11 o'clock at night at Disneyland because I thought that animatronic Lincoln was fucking falling out of his chair because he just gets up so slowly and he kind of goes down for a second. Like I thought he was fucking breaking in front of us. I'm thinking this thing is 70 years old. I want to go somewhere and feel like I am losing this animatronic and I need to bring it back to life. Yes. Oh, man. And then, like, I always, when I think of shitty theme parks, I think of Hershey Park, which is in um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And it's that shitty 
Hershey themed land and there's like three separate parks there's like the amusement park area with all the rides there's the water park and then there's a zoo and I swear that was the most beat down (laughs) like it was just it was horrible but and it's funny because like I've heard some people be like oh yeah Hershey Park was great and I'm thinking excuse me like the only good thing about Hershey Park is sometimes when you're in line they give you free chocolate free chocolate's good that's really it yeah here's the thing is in all honesty, we're going to be able to find a lot more shitty theme parks here than we could when we're in England. Because we have all sorts of them here. We're a much bigger country. We have all sorts of states that just have little, incredibly terrifying theme parks that we've never heard of. But I'm perfectly happy and I would like to go to a shitty UK theme park because I never go on vacation here. So. I know. I would have never thought that I would go on something like this and I am not usually one to be like yeah let's go like but I don't know something just hit me that was like I really want to go to this you know I was I was really fearing like putting in this time request off from work but it's worth it I don't know like it's you know we're young you know you're young yeah it, it's just a good opportunity. You know, I, I can afford it. It's something I've always wanted to do somewhere where I'm not entirely wanted to go, but something I can like check off my list of things that I've wanted to do because I know I want to go back and do um, or go to Europe and my dad, I really want my dad to be able to go on like a World War II like tour because he's really into like just American history and he just wants to do like one of those like Band of Brothers tours and I really want to do that with him and then God like the next like three years I just have like planning vacations they think that's all what I was doing this weekend was just like planning vacations I'm going to go on until like 2025 so oh yeah I still need to figure out like when I'm going to go where else I'm going to go but Right now, I'm just thinking about restaurants because that's much easier and low stress to plan than like, where do I want to go to in Scotland? It's much easier to go, okay, where where am I already in London? Do I want to like take a train to go eat? I know. Isn't that such a joy? And, and I'm really close to like one of the tube stations too, or one of the train stations, tube train, whatever. So Crazy. We're a Star Wars podcast. We are technically a dispatching podcast where we (laughs) dispatch information into Uh our listeners' ears. And we are dispatching the information about London, uh, mental health, French fries to our listeners. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, also, we got a lot of feedback on our uh, baked bean opinions. Y'all can go fuck yourself. I will. T- I will try. I will try some baked beans in England, because I think, at least, I'm, my suspicion is their baked beans might be slightly less disgustingly sweet than our baked beans, and maybe that would make me like them a little bit more. But still, y'all eat trash, disgusting food for breakfast, and. Everything else in a full English, totally. I even like disgusting, like sausage made from blood, totally fine with. 
but don't don't put black beans on it. Don't put baked beans on my plate. It's gross. I don't want to have to slurp my beans, you assholes. <laughs> Why this? The fact that so many people said yes, and especially some of our fucking American friends oh, said disgusting. yes. Like, are you kidding me? It's wrong. They're wrong. It made me distrust them. It made me worry about their taste and the fact that I've associated with them. I mean, maybe, you know, COVID-19 happened. Maybe they lost their taste (laughs) and maybe they lost their taste of anything good. So they see these baked beans and they're like, you know what? This is really nice and soupy. And there's like a little crunch from the beans. So this is everything I want. Check, check, check. No. How dare you all? No. No. Just the fact that so many people voted yes. I know. I know. Like horrifying. 57%. Horrifying. Of 107 people. I mean, it's nice to know that we got so many votes but it's not nice to know that they were not in our favor it's I don't understand it is there anything else we should be talking about um I maybe I wanted to ruin this episode by reading a diary entry I haven't done that in a while okay do you have one let me pull one up real quick. Do, 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 do you have one about baked beans and how gross they are? I mean, not about baked do, do, beans, but how someone, how gross uh, someone is. Oh, there we go. Do, 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 do. Brittany is cooking for a diary entry. I don't feel like editing this out, so I'm singing a little song until she does. Do, 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 do. This is a diary song. It goes like this. It's a diary song. La, la, la. Please find one soon. I'm running out of words for the diary song. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Apparently, you haven't found one yet, so this is still the diary song. Cannot have dead air, and I'm really fucking lazy, so I'm just gonna keep singing. <laughs> I don't know why, but part of me is taking my time oh, reading. I know. <laughs> oh, I figured I might be cheating myself in the vote with that. I know. I I want to try to find something like new, not newer, but something that's like not from. Not from. You don't want to be stuck in the original trilogy time I frame. Want, I don't want to be stuck in the, in the original trilogy. Well. Oh, this one's a good one. Okay, there we go. Thank fuck. Okay. February of 2012. This was a big year. 
this was a big year for me because something I thought I was done with, something I thought that I'd wasted a bunch of time on, it didn't matter anymore, all of a sudden mattered again. Ooh. The quote for this one is, I never thought he would say that. <laughs> Three years later, February 2nd, 2012. Three years ago yesterday, I met a boy at my new youth group. Two years ago yesterday, I saw him for the first time since our breakup. One year ago <laughs> yesterday. So dramatic. I'm so dramatic. I love it so much. Um, one year ago yesterday, I was sitting in the room where I first laid eyes on the boy, wondering what would possibly happen for us in the future. Last night, I got that answer. Days ago, I thought I was falling for someone new. I thought that God had put him into my life because he wanted me to realize there was more in store for me. Little did I know that someone else was realizing their true feelings for me and wanted them to be put out in the open. Last night, February 1st, 2012, Chuck Bass looked me in the eyes and said six words I have literally been waiting for him to uh, waiting for him to say for three years now. He told me he wanted to be with me. And this is in all caps. The, he told me he wanted to be with me. Just FYI. <laughs> he wanted a relationship. He wanted to make me the happiest girl in the world. And the most of all, he wanted for me to be his girlfriend. This all started when Dan got to youth group. Chuck got there before but I didn't pay too much to him. Dan then asked me if my feelings for Chuck still existed. I said no, but part of me thought it was true. Minutes later, both him and my brother came to me telling me that Chuck still liked me. He not only still liked me, but wanted to be with me. He even asked my brother if he could date me. I remember minutes before we talked, he looked at me and said, don't worry, I'll talk to you later. For some reason, I knew he was serious. I had him come outside because I needed to sit and get away from everyone else. He was pacing back and forth while pouring out his emotions to me. When he stopped pacing, he put his arms out, looked at me, and said, I just want to be with you. I wanted to cry so much. I never thought he would say that. Never. He came to my house and sat outside to talk to me. He even said that he doesn't care if I don't want to get too intimate with him. Our relationship status is even on Facebook. I still can't believe it. I, I got lost after the Facebook. Oh, there we go. This seems like a dream, and I really don't want to wake up. I know this relationship will be difficult, but I don't care. I know he cares about me so much, and that's all that matters. He has really changed this time. I know it. I don't know what's going to happen next, but all I know is that I have someone by my side this time around, and he's not going anywhere. And he lived happily ever after. I did. Especially after he made me the, the happiest girl <laughs> in the world. I read that, oh. and I laugh now. 27-year-old Brittany. 11 years has brought me wisdom and pity for 
16 year old me thinking that that was the best that I could do. Oh. But it it's on Facebook. Our relationship status was finally on Facebook because I that's mean, why nothing more official than that. That's why the first relationship ended because I put it on Facebook and it got too much attention. And then being friends or being more than friends was a hassle. Yeah, he sounds like a real winner. I won then, and I won now. I don't know. My brain back then needed work, needed help, and I thought that I needed to go through this to be able to move on. Mm. But then, like, you can just, I don't know, brains are just weird. I'm very glad that I can read this now and laugh. And I love that this exists because it shows how dramatic I was as um, a high schooler. Like, I really, I mentally thought that, like, reading this, this was, like, something like Gossip Girl. I never watched Gossip Girl until, like, recently. But I feel like reading this, like, I thought I was in Gossip Girl, which yeah. sometimes... Sometimes I think I made it more dramatic than a woman. I mean, oh, but th- th- I this is what natural. happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, but no, all this shit happened. I would not. I would not. I mean, the only thing that's changed are the names. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <sighs> Look at us now, Emily, free of Chuck and his despair. <laughs> well. Uh, I think that's actually a good place to end on. So, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on... Sorry, I'm getting a leg cramp. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is at CantoBitePod. You can email us, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. <laughs> Brittany is making funny faces to deal with the cramp. So, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye! <laughs>